Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Can Matthew Stafford make the Rams a Super Bowl contender? How will the Giants' success be judged this season? See what I did there. Plus, can Joe Burrow put the Bengals in the mix? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In true L.A. fashion, the Rams changed the face of the franchise in 2021, bringing in Matthew Stafford. Out goes Jared Goff. He goes out to Detroit and the Rams. They don't really care about what Jared Goff is doing. They care about what Matthew Stafford is doing and where he can take them. Joining me now from Locked On Rams, Sosa Kremenjas and Sosa, what differences do the Rams need to see from Matthew Stafford to get them to be a Super Bowl contender in a way that they weren't with Jared Goff, at least last year? Yeah, so I think the first thing is, you know, just cut down on some of those turnovers, right? Because Jared Goff was a guy that he flashed a lot. I mean, this wasn't a guy that's just a terrible football player in general. He had those flashes where, you know, certain weeks he looked like he was one of the upper echelon quarterbacks, one of those top 10 guys in the NFL. And then the next week he's getting outplayed Got by paid a like one. That too. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, another big part of it too is uh, the more they're paying the quarterback, the less money they have available to uh, pay everyone else around him. So you need somebody who's going to elevate the play of the guys around him. And I think that's kind of the biggest difference between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, where, you know, Jared Goff was a guy that you put him in a good position and he could probably give you pretty good results versus Matthew Stafford, who I think has a little bit more creativity in the pocket and with his arm and some of those arm angles. So I think that's probably the biggest difference and where the Rams probably see the biggest difference between those guys is cut down on the turnovers, push the ball a little bit more vertically as opposed to being such a check down style offense and uh, also just elevate the play of the guys around you. Defensively, this team was outstanding last year and for much of the year, they leaned on that along with the running game with Cam Akers. He's now hurt. He's going to miss the year. They lose Brandon Staley. He's now with the Chargers cross town, so to speak. And so they bring in Raheem Morris, who's going to run the old defense. And they're hoping that guys like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and and company, because that's sort of what this is, is able to elevate again. What do you what do you think would be the optimistic case for why this defense can be just as good in 2021 as it was last year? You know, I think it's going to be tough for them to repeat. Uh, I think it's just realistic to expect some sort of regression here because we are talking about the number one defense in the NFL last year. And like you mentioned, I mean, there's a lot of losses there, not necessarily in terms of the personnel, but definitely in terms of, you know, Brandon Staley leaving. And a lot of that is just half of it being, you know, the scheme aspect of it and preparing properly and adjusting things in game too. That's another big thing, right? Is these guys are calling plays. So they have to be able to sort of play that chess game with offensive coordinators and, We've seen Raheem Morris. Obviously, he's been in the NFL for quite a while, and he's never had that same type of success. So um, he's going to need to rely on Aaron Donald, the Jalen Ramsey, like you mentioned. And the Rams kind of take that top-heavy approach, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're choosing to pay guys like Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, Aaron Donald, and then needing to find guys in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, guys that weren't drafted to start at other positions like inside linebacker, for example. So going to be very tough for the Rams to actually repeat, I think, but Best case scenario, you know, you still have a very good defense with very good players that you can rely on heavily, and you could put together still a top 10 unit, especially if you get some positive regression on the offensive side of the ball, kind of gives you a little bit more opportunities to go after the passer and things like that. So 
Uh, Going to be tough to repeat, but I do think they still have enough talent to still be one of those top 10 like defenses. All right, finish this sentence for me. The Rams are Super Bowl contenders if? Uh, if they stay healthy and if they can gel quick enough to the point where Matthew Stafford feels comfortable in this offense and with his new weapons. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcast. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, how will the Giants' success be judged this season? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. They did it. The Kings won a championship. Okay, sort of. Here's Locked On Kings host Matt George. Imagine being a fan of an NBA team that hasn't won two Summer League championships. Couldn't be us here in Sacramento. Boy, it feels good to be on top. The Sacramento Kings winning the Summer League championship because of defense. I know it's a tired cliche, but defense does win championships. And after falling behind early, a 12-2 run by the Boston Celtics to start this game, the Kings put the foot on the gas and never looked back. How good is Davion Mitchell? Peyton Pritchard is going to be thinking about his off night that he experienced for a long time. Not only does Davion Mitchell steal basketballs, he also steals confidence with how he plays. Then you talk about Jemias Ramsey, how good of a summer league that he had scoring for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, He should get some opportunity with the main roster for Sacramento. Matt Coleman, a fantastic game. Emmanuel Terry has been phenomenal all summer league long. I hope he gets a training camp invite. Not in Sacramento, to be honest, because there's just too many big men. He won't really get a shot, but he deserves a shot to make a main roster. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to talk about a team that wins a championship, so I'll just enjoy it. I hope you are as well. The Kings, two-time Summer League champions. It's Christmas in August. Well, sort of. The NBA has released its Christmas Day schedule in order. Hawks, Knicks. Celtics, Bucks, Warriors versus Suns, Nets, Lakers, and the nightcap Mavericks versus the Jazz. The Bucks will also kick off their title defense in the NBA opener against the Brooklyn Nets, which means James Harden is going to have to watch Giannis get a ring. Tim Tebow's attempt to return to the NFL as a tight end after years of playing quarterback is over. Hi, I'm Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. Well, the Tim Tebow experience in Jacksonville is over. The experience or experiment, whichever you want to refer it to, uh, the football legend, the college football legend, tried to make a comeback with the Jacksonville Jaguars and making a position switch to tight end after being away from the league for seven years. And a lot of people had a lot of doubts, including myself, that uh, he was going to be able to do it. But it's not time for that today as the Jaguars reduced their roster from 90 to 85, and it included Tebow being waived. It's just a time to reflect and say, you always should try to succeed in your goals. And uh, I salute Tim Tebow for attempting to do that, but I also salute Urban Meyer for what what had to be a very, very difficult uh, thing to do. And it's to let go of somebody who I think he probably considers a son. So. Uh, the Tim Tebow experiment is over in Jacksonville. He was waived today by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So now everybody can take a deep breath and we can move on. 76ers star Joel Embiid has signed a four-year, $196 million Supermax contract extension. The extension keeps Embiid under contract with the Sixers through the 26-27 season for a total of $261 million, over a quarter of a billy. The four-time All-Star already was set to make over $65 million over the final two years 
of his current deal. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for next on betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds have been updated after one full week of preseason action, and Kansas City still sits atop the rankings. They are plus 525 to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. The, the Bucks are at 6-1. to one. The Packers 11-1. to one. Buffalo Bills 12-1. to one. Browns, the Cleveland Browns, your Cleveland Browns. 14 to 1. For all your MLB, NFL, college football, and golf lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. The New York Giants are ready, and it, it seems like the kind of season that if Daniel Jones can't make it here, he can't make it anywhere. When it comes to New York and the resources that they have put around Daniel Jones, I hope Patricia Chena, host of Locked on Giants, is not too mad that I made that Frank Sinatra reference. She joins me now. And Patricia, we saw the Giants put a lot of pieces around Daniel Jones, invest heavily in his success. GM Dave Gettleman said that he doesn't have reservations. Daniel Jones is their guy. So what does success for him and this team look like this year? Well, you know what? I don't think you can attach a one loss record to it because, you know, they're, they're, they have to stay healthy. The offensive line, fingers crossed, has got to perform. That's my biggest concern right now. But I think in terms of Daniel Jones, what they're going to be looking for is they want him to go from being a game manager to the type of quarterback who can load the team on his shoulders, carry them across the finish line. There were several times last year where Daniel just simply fell short. Um, turnovers were a problem, obviously processing, mental processing was a problem for him. These are all things he can control. He can't control, obviously the offensive line. He can't control whether his receivers are dropping balls and all that stuff, but he can control turnovers, ball security. And, you know, how quickly is he, is that ball getting out of his hands? And what's interesting, Peter, is that Last year, Daniel Jones averaged 2.71 seconds to get rid of the ball, according to Pro Football Focus, Mm. which, by the way, is the same average as Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Mm. So the difference here- I've heard of him. Yeah. The difference here is that Aaron Rodgers, obviously, same offensive system, number one, heck of a better quarterback and more established quarterback right now, number two. And number three, you know, Aaron Rodgers, more decisive, the mental processing, I don't think- you know, other than maybe Tom Brady, and and maybe you can make a case for Pat Mahomes. Is there a better quarterback at mental processing than Aaron Rodgers? I don't I don't think there is. So that's where Daniel Jones needs to get to if he's going to put to, to bed any questions about his suitability to be a franchise quarterback. So the defense was the the strength of this team last year. Patrick Graham did an outstanding job coming in and and getting that unit to to play. To its, to its potential, and they have invested. Dave Gettleman has invested high draft capital and now money in, in Leonard Williams' contract on that side of the ball. So this is what looks to be a balanced team if Daniel Jones can do his job. To what degree do you think this, this season is a referendum on Daniel Jones? And if they don't get it done, that some sort of change needs to be made here. If everything works out, no, there are no major injuries and the Giants fall short and they have another six win season. That's not progress. And I think at that point, the Giants could be looking at potentially starting over again 
depending on, you know, whether it's the roster that Dave Gettleman put together, whether it's Daniel Jones's fault, whatever, Jason Garrett's fault, Patrick Graham's fault, whoever, you know, take your pick as to, you know, who we're talking about here. So the last thing I think the Giants want to see is to start over again, because they've already done so, you know, they started over with McAdoo a couple of years ago or a few Mm -hmm. years ago. Pat Shermer after that. That went, that went awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat Shermer. And then now Joe Judge. I think Joe Judge will be safe, but they don't want to they want to continue on. They want to continue building. They don't want to have to rip up the garden and replant it. Coming up, can Joe Burrow put the Bengals in the mix? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar, and why not? With flavors like peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, coconut, almond, all somehow, I don't know how they do it, all covered in 100% chocolate, all high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. These things are the goods. And if you don't believe me, I have good news for you. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. We're making it easier for you to try a product that I stand by so strongly, so strongly. I recommend them to random people on the street sometimes. No, I don't really. But I have recommended them to people. And guess what? Every person says, I can't believe how good these things are. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. As it does for most teams, the season for the Cincinnati Bengals hinges on the quarterback. And for the Bengals, it's a quarterback that they took number one overall just a year ago, coming off of a torn ACL that prematurely ended what looked like a promising rookie season. Joining me now from Locked On Bengals, Jake Lisko. And Jake, you were on this show before the draft talking about receiver versus offensive line. And you you laid out your case, and, and Cincinnati ultimately went with Jamar Chase. Right now, he has not been the the super duper star that that maybe Bengals fans hoped he would be. Of course, we have to take it easy with these rookies. We have to expect some growing pains with all of this. But does does your perspective change at all here with how the Bengals handled all of this? I don't think it really has. I can see why people in general are up in arms and they say they could have done the easy thing and taken Sewell. And then maybe the offensive line is not so much of a question mark right now. I will say this about Jamar Chase as well. He just scored three touchdowns in practice yesterday. So, you know, the reports about him struggling with separation, I think we can put those behind us a little bit. It seems like he's found his footing a little bit since then in the last two weeks. So I think Jamar Chase was a fine pick at number five, and I can certainly understand the argument to take Sewell there instead. But if you want to criticize the Bengals for not doing enough on the offensive line, to me it comes down to free agency in that period of time when they could have traded for Gabe Jackson for a fifth-round pick is what he ended up going for. They could have signed Kevin Zeitler. They they weren't willing to match the Ravens' length of contract there. They could have signed Matt Filer. He instead goes to the Chargers. They could have gotten in and stayed into the end on the bidding war on Joe Tooney. They had options in free agency. And then the draft selection of Jackson Carmen, well-intentioned right now, doesn't look like he was the correct choice, but it's early. We'll see how his technique develops. They're very bullish, of course, on their new offensive line coach, Frank Pollock, and getting these guys into shape. 
And so I can still see the reasonability of the plan and there's still some time for them to execute it properly this year, but ultimately it's a long-term deal. And if we're back in the same position next year, then it's easy to say the Bengals failed in their plan to protect Joe Burrow. And we'll be saying again, they need to do more to protect Joe Burrow. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and, and I did not mean to imply if if some people thought that I was saying that, oh, we we know now if those were were good picks, we are not gonna write the stories of of rookies before they even play in an NFL game. I just know how the reactions work, especially with fans breathlessly reading training camp tweets on Twitter. That is just how this works, unfortunately. So, Jake, as we finish up here, things, everything sort of breaks right for the Bengals this season. What is that? Not not tell me all the things that go right, but what is the ceiling for this team in 2021 then? I think they could flirt with a wild card spot if everything goes right. I mean, that's a lot to talk about, of course, but the primary one being the offensive line and the investment on the defensive side of the ball plays out the way that they want it to. At that point, if Joe Burrow comes back and has a reasonably healthy season, it looks like he's feeling a lot more confident the weapons on the outside that they've emphasized and with Joe Mixon are the weapons that we think they are. They're an explosive offense and a good enough defense. You can see that competing. They're in a tough division though. And the AFC is chock full of good quarterbacks at this point. So it's going to be a tough uphill battle, but that's where I see the upside being if things go And finally, Polish javelin thrower Maria Andrzejczyk has auctioned off her Tokyo Games silver medal for $125,000 to help an infant in her native Poland get life-saving heart surgery. On Monday, she confirmed on Instagram that a Polish supermarket chain won the auction with a bid of $125K. The money raised will allow the boy to get the necessary surgery at Stanford University Medical Center. The supermarket then decided to give the medal back to Andrzejczyk. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Thursday, our NFL preview week continues with a look at the Super Bowl favorites and the Super Bowl champs. They're not the same team, so at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Today.